edition of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast is about to begin. Before we get started, I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And I'm Brandon Murray. And this is episode number 18. 18 (laughs) it is. Welcome to the official unofficial Marvel Podcast of Weird Science. There you go. It's for the week (laughs) of uh, December. Oh, August twenty seventh, two thousand eighteen. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. We're on Podbean at WeirdScienceMarvelComics.podbean.com, and we're on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, most places you can listen to podcasts. And if you want to listen and rate and review us, we would appreciate it. Tonight we have a bunch of books, and I'll tell you right now, we're going to be talking about Avengers number six, Amazing Spider-Man number four, I believe. Is that it? Four yep, or five? Four. Uh, Punisher number one, West Coast Avengers number one, and Venom number five. I don't know why I didn't write the number for Amazing Spider-Man. I wrote them for everyone. If you are keeping track at home, uh, you will notice that we are not talking about Black Panther or Century. We will be talking about those next week when we don't have as many books as we do this week, they we figured. I actually said to Eric, it has nothing to do with quality, or does it? I said to Eric, uh, I said to Eric, listen, Black Panther has you been delayed nothing, so long. What is one week going to do? Right, one yeah. one more week it in that delay. Really matter one more. Yeah, week. so we'll go with that. Uh, and Sentry, it's just that it's a mini. So me and Brando will be talking about that next week. We have a bunch. You'll hear what we're going to talk about next week with them by the end. But we're going to get right into this with Avengers number six. Written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis, Paco Medina, Mark Morales, Juan Velasco, David Curiel, and VCs Corey Pettit. The Avengers finally assemble, and after figuring out the horde is the disease and they are the cure, it's kind of like uh, Sylvester Stallone a little there, they save the day. It's pretty much one big fight scene, and everything just kind of wraps up because, uh, and the art, which I keep defending, Looks good enough, but it was a hard issue to follow at times. I, I really, I really thought it, it's come to roost, and we mentioned this a couple times. And it keeps each issue has made it worse and worse. It, it's one of those things where I don't understand the angles and the close up. This is another book we had. This if you were listening to our DC Comics podcast, and and really, Eric, why would and you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, why would you? But no, we we had this whole deal where we were talking about Wonder Woman this past week. And the art itself, when you look at it, you're like, oh, my God, it's Aiko's art and that. But everything was too close up to see what was going on. And when I started reading this, it's the same thing. There are panels where this is supposed to be this huge world-breaking event, all these things going on, and yet you're concentrating this, so this, much on people's faces. I'm for- telling you, man, this gigantic world-breaking event is so big. I can't figure out what's going yeah, on. Have you to can't figure it out. And with the so idea, big. to me, that the art is not helping it out. Because while this is going on, you just I, – I understand focusing on the Avengers. I understand completely. It is called the Avengers. But <laughs> this world event with the first host, the Celestials, you, you don't – you can't even get a grip of what they are doing. I mean, really, yeah. all this is and what happens isn't off-panel. But but isn't it? 
because yeah. they're it telling takes the you takes out of the story a lot of yeah, it too. Yeah, it just like, doesn't have you don't a know what's big happening. thing. And, yeah, and even at the when point they, when they're talking about vomiting up horde, you know, these giant sources of vomit, I'm like, I, I don't see where you're telling me this yeah. is happening. And, and I just have my, to take your word for it. I, I guess. think one of the re, one of the parts where by the end I realize that this is what I was having problems with is the idea. Thor says, "Oh no, I, I'm shrinking down to regular size," and I'm like, "Really." You are because I never could tell with this panel layout and everything that you were that big anymore. Anyway, though we knew that, but still, it, it, the stakes don't seem as high just because I didn't really know what was going on uh, through well, most that, of this. Out of out of out of nowhere, this whole thing becomes the eternal. You know who locked? You know like Icarus locked minds with Tony and yeah. Beauty Mind, and all of a sudden that is the thing that's going to save the day from a dying eternal. Oh my God! I remember what Icarus told me now, yeah. and it might as well be the whole thing that we had at the end of you know uh, oh, Dark the end of Metal, metal before. Yeah, I know. Let's, I let's have the a same kumbaya thing. circle. Yeah. Let's hold hands and we'll unite our powers to save them. Like they, really, yeah. this felt they, so much like that like before with no justice and everything like that. Like, we're going to really actually go back does. and do this. And yeah, if you if you're also reading uh, DC and listen to our podcast, yeah, it, it seemed a lot like the end of Metal, which at points this really did seem like Metal or you know no justice as it was going on. Now the problem. I have with it is also you have Robbie Reyes as a Ghost Rider Celestial, one of the coolest things I've ever seen uh, in a comic, <laughs> and yet you don't get to see it really. And at points, I couldn't even he tell turns it into was one him. Punch Man by the end yeah. of the comic, and, basically. Even, yeah, he's that, but also he also turns into okay. I'm gonna kind of meld with it, it instead of it being a kick ass thing that he kind of got in a celestial. Now you see that it was only a forced way for him to be able to know what they're thinking. At, at Which, I'm talking, and even that, that is a cool idea to add to his power is. set where he can grab really something do and anything. know its history. But it doesn't play off really well now because now he's just an insane celestial spouting off nonsense. Yeah, he's just spouting off nonsense. And, and, and with that, you know, he keeps saying, oh, the vomit and things like that. With this Black Panther through the, the whole thing. Sword. I mean, the yeah, empty sword I, is bleeding. I don't even know what I, that yeah, means. I'm like, I don't, I'm right yeah. there with you. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, and as this is going on, you know, you have them fighting. You, you have Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Captain America really with nothing to do, even though they're doing they're something that's bugs. supposed to be very yeah. important, though. But they, they have nothing to do. They're the just bugs there. really get entirely downplayed throughout the entire issue, even though they kind of were led to be that's what the I'm key. Saying. Last they're the key, yeah. and yet they kind of get pushed aside. And then at one point, you even have where they're like oh my god the celestials they're zombies now here they are and i'm like i i don't know what happened with them yeah i don't know what happened but it it really didn't do anything for the story because all this leads to is the idea of let's all meld because what happened was and loki's there loki's talking crap the whole time and even when he's doing it it doesn't give me more of an idea of what's going on this I have really liked this series. This was a really lackluster ending to to this story, the way it went, because it just seemed like it it petered out and they wanted it to end. It seemed like Jason Aaron's just like, okay, let's kind of get on with it. What we need to do is combine all our powers and – yeah, yeah. The, the Celestials are basically back on their side by the end of the issue. It seems like, yeah. although it's it's it still seemed like when they were tell. zombies, they were there, but they I, I just I didn't get a lot of what they were going for because but mainly it was just.
just them standing around talking about things. And I didn't get, like we said, the scope of it uh, was off. But it really comes down to that Loki keeps saying, hey, listen, you guys are a disease. You're a disease. Well, they figure out. And that Black Panther even has it the whole time. He's like, it's a puzzle. i got to figure it out. I'm going to figure this out. And they end up realizing that they are there as the cure, that when this all happened, the whole throwing up, the, the gut, all that stuff leads to that the, the Celestials wanted to create this cure for the Horde, and they were the cure, but really, are they... Since it, we were the offspring of the Horde, essentially, and a social mix, yes. just let us, you know, gestate for a couple it's million years, they'll come back... It is, it, basically, all it comes down to is if you want to cure something, you end up getting dead cells, uh, you know, of that disease and inject it into them so that they can use that to fight off the disease. It's very it was simple. A War of the Worldsy kind of and, ending. And, but where... it's just nothing to me. Yeah. It ends up even like that. The like solution I said, was there the whole time. They yeah. didn't have to look and, for it. And anything. all they had to do was combine their powers. And yeah, then, what is that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. Really, what are you telling me? What power is being combined from, say, a Captain America? Or a Tony Stark, or an uh, yeah, Tony Stark, or you know, you have Thor, yes, you have even She Hulk. What, what, okay, what at, at the end, this might as well Black be. Panther. At I, the I, end, of, we we have Ghost Rider Celestial, who all this power goes to, and it might as well just be a Doctor Strange Ghost Rider mix that yeah. goes and blasts everything away. Yeah. yeah. And so he basically yeah, he's got the Doctor Strange magic around his. Yeah, head. he has yeah. it all around. But I like I said, what what's Cap? What does he have? Super serum in him. I mean, really. And so it almost becomes I, – I kept thinking, again, this will go back, and I, I hope people don't get annoyed that we bring up DC stuff. But I'm like, yes, people don't start wishing things when this is going on. Oh, no. you, you're going to have the dark gods show up. Uh, but, yeah, it ends up with basically I'm going to hit the ground, and we win. And even to the point where you have, you know, Celestial, uh, you know, Robbie Reyes and all this stuff going on, but everybody just ends up as themselves very conveniently then. And then they're like, all right, we won the day. And then yeah. Cap yells, Avengers assemble. I really and- hate- <laughs> By the <laughs> end of the story, the cliff, well, not even really a cliffhanger, just the last page really annoyed me when I finished the book. It. Like you have Loki, did you mean to assemble the Avengers? Like, what are you saying here? You're you're happy yeah. about it? <laughs> Welcome you're going back, crazy? Avengers. Yeah, and like- while this is going on, Jason Aaron tries to make it very big by saying that, like, Black Bolt side and the thing. I'm like, I don't know. Side with that whole, slit throat. The whole, the whole thing with Loki too. By the end, it seems like he was still like we talk about the DC as well, pulling the whole Joker angle. See, yeah. I made you guys better by giving you this over yeah, the top yeah. threat. Now I just, you really are the Avengers again. And so, yeah, so with this, you had this all start out even before the series was Cap. Like, come on, let's say it. Let's let's assemble. Let's assemble. And you needed this all to go down to assemble. I mean, really, by the end of this, I'm just like, I want to get rid of this story. I want to go forward the now. Whole time. I don't yeah, <laughs> and, and even then, why couldn't you just have them assemble and get? Because the story got very wonky, and it seemed to run into some dead ends to try to end it. So it's just let's wish together, let's get together, combine our powers, kumbaya, let's go. But yeah, I'm telling you, I'm looking at the art. If you just page through and you don't read, just page through, you're like, boy, this looks good. It's very colorful. The colors are awesome. Oh, yeah. They really pop off it's the page. Just, it, some of the stuff it gets does blended not in, tell like, the story some, it, very well. 
if something's not as colorful as something else, so it kind of gets lost when the dull background. I'm just out. saying, like at points, you even have like Tony Stark the whole time. He's in his giant, you know, celestial buster armor. You never get the the scope of I how never big got the scope it is. Of that at all. Yeah, he that's what I'm saying. About his core is going to ignite. I'm like, yeah. he's doing what? And, and, and it doesn't there, look all that much different from his no, regular suit No, there's some either. cool things. I mean, I'm telling you, I love She-Hulk. She-Hulk has become one of my favorite characters because of this and leading, going back and reading some other things. And uh, I love her. So she's just basically this whole time like, I just, I'm clobbering. It's, you know, I, I'm going to just smash. She-Hulk smash. That's all I do. I'm going to punch things. I'm going to punch it until it goes down. And I like when Tony's like, you know what? Let's follow her lead. I'm going to pulsate everything. You know, you go with that. But even as this goes on, like Brandon said, they are assembling throughout, but really they're separated. Black Panther and Captain America and Captain Marvel just kind of standing around with these bugs. And it's just weird. And there's points where, like at one point, She-Hulk, and she's giant, again, you don't get the scope of it still, but she stomps on Loki, and it took me like three seconds, you know, three times through to realize what had just happened. When, yeah. when she stomps, he's like, so ah! they, see they steal the scene from Avengers, basically, where Hulk, yeah. you know, beats up uh, yeah. Loki and she just flings stomps him back she's forth, huge. she just stomps. Yeah, here. she stomps on him, but, he, you know, he's yelling, you're bacteria, you know, you're gangrene, yeah. and she stomps on him, and you barely get the idea of what's going on. Tony, at one point, has to eject out of the suit you really it's really it, it was tough it was a tough read for me and i've been enjoying this series and it, it's been one of the quickest reads that i've had uh you know since we started this and this one it really took me a lot to kind of get through and that's it's kind of a theme for this this podcast tonight uh i'm gonna be down on a, a couple of these books because of the same reason but anything else you want to talk about i'm glad they they're i'm glad this is over I'm glad yeah. that now we can get on with the the rest of the thing and get some other stories because this Is it story over just now? went. Saying, well, it seems like we're going after the final host now. We're not. We don't have another story with the Celestials and the nah, Avengers going I, after I, the final host. I don't host. know. I think that I think that they just went from what I saw from the solicits, but we'll see. We'll see how yeah. it goes. I don't know. It seemed like know. they were going. I wasn't but yeah. real happy with the resolution, or, or it almost felt like this was uh, a three issue story. But by extending it, he almost just like you know ruin the story in in essence by by adding too much to it and extending the arc uh marvel trades are also only usually five issues so this is six so maybe we're just maybe we're just in the the start of another i'm telling you if it continues with this I, i will be very upset because this is not interesting enough to even have a five you know five issues they like you said this yeah, seems like a three more. issue deal and I, phew, I couldn't take it well but. next issue we get just we're supposed to i think just get classic bc avengers yeah with, you're going uh, back uh, to the bc Rider. avengers with that so we'll see how Which it is I look forward to. Yeah, yeah while we're doing it i'm trying to look up what is the next solicit but i can't i don't know that the uh the way they set up the site but what what would you give it brandon uh, I would, I, you see, I, I don't hate it as much as like we, I feel like we just bashed it the whole time. There are a few things I liked in it. You know, like we said, the art was, was decent. The transitions are kind of the problem. I yeah. liked, uh, r- really the two panel exchange where, where Thor and, uh, 
Hulk kiss again, and then Tony's like uh, looking at Captain Marvel. Yeah, that Marvel, was pretty like, funny. Yeah, well, you know, let's mend fences here, and she's like, gross. Um, yes. Other than that, yeah, it was just kind of like an average comic book. Like, you know, this was a series I was buying digitally. I really don't think I'm going to continue buying it digitally beyond next issue and, and kind of see what's going on with this Ghost Rider yeah, stuff yeah. in the BC pass. Yeah, but we like the BC stuff, but yeah, I, I mean, but now... Not, I'm not getting enough of it no, to keep buying No, that's what I'm saying. That's the problem yeah. now. I think that um, we're not getting enough now, so, so uh, that's I'd pretty say tough. just a flat six is where I'm at. Yeah. I, I could go lower. I could be talked into lower. I'm actually but I going around six, too, now. so yeah. that's fine. I mean, I it, it, we are bashing. I'm being more negative than I think that it, I should be uh only because it just frustrated me reading it but there are some funny moments there's some good moments and i like seeing the team and again some of the art's good it just doesn't tell a story that great but i'm still gonna go six uh how about you eric I'm going to go to the six as well. And while we're talking about, you know, bashing the book, there are a lot of problems with this issue. I'm telling you, from what we've pretty much got here, all you really need to know is that, you know, Icarus said Unimind, and yeah. we had, you know, Ghost Rider take over Celestial. With those knowledge, you can just jump into this book, no problem, because that's all that happens. Everything conveniently comes to an end, whether it needs to or not. It just really feels forced. Now, while the art by itself looks okay, like we have the biggest problem, the transitions, this progression of story sometimes – it gets lost in the shuffle with what they're trying to do, and I had a hard time understanding. But I would go with the six as well because I still am enjoying the characters. It's just the story is suffering for how they're trying to you know, wrap everything up in a hurry and with the art style. Okay, and this is the number eight because we do go to the uh, the BC. Uh, number eight, it says, World Tour begins in the aftermath of their world-shaking battle against the Dark Celestials. The new Avengers team is officially formed, compete, complete with a startling new headquarters at the top of the world. Behold the wonders of Avengers Mountain, but someone who doesn't seem impressed is Namor, the ferocious Lord of Atlantis, whose rage may turn the oceans red with blood. So it seems like we are ending this here. Weird. Uh, yeah, and maybe the BC stuff will come. I, I don't know, but y- you go off. Well, we're going to we have Namor and stuff. That, that sounds home. exciting. I like the, the thought of that. In the background, before we had Odin say when the, the Avengers were winning that there are some more hidden secrets yeah. that he hopes that they never discover yeah, going yeah. forward. So maybe so, we'll see more of that in the BC stuff. Yeah, so we'll be going yeah, with I that. I don't think that BC stuff, like, I, I don't think it gets wrapped up next issue. I think this is something yeah, he's going to teach that keeps for a going. long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to move on to the next book, and this is where Brandon will start screaming and yelling, because what is it, Brandon? (laughs) This is uh, Amazing Spider-Man number four by Nick Spencer, our team of Ryan Otley, Cliff Rathburn, and Laura Martin. That name always trips me up for some reason, Cliff. I can't say it together. No, Cliff uh, Rathburn. Rathburn. Like, together. Martin, I don't know what it Martin is. Martin gets him. He, he can't say it. <laughs> yeah. I used Laura to love Martin? that show. Yeah. I love that show after Fresh Prince, though, back in the day. Did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim, Martin. Jim never watched it. No, really? I, I wasn't down with Shanae. Get out. Get out of town. <laughs> get out of town with you and your Shanae. Uh, go on. I said I, I never really saw it. I, I you know, I had other oh, things to do. I loved it. Anyway, I was doing other uh, stuff. Peter continues to trudge through life as a dummy with some added sense of responsibility. While Spider-Man cruises through life without a worry in the world wrecking anything and everything he touches. But you but is universally adored for it. So Peter and Spider-Man's Freaky Friday continues in Nick Spencer's latest issue in a series I'm finding continually less and less worth keeping in touch with since its relaunch. Let's discuss why. Yeah, and uh, uh, I know Brandon doesn't like this issue. Yeah. <laughs> he was yelling <laughs> and screaming about it. Uh, I don't I know really if maybe know. you set it up that it was so bad that I didn't mind it, but I was bored. I actually, yes. I know that 
That's my biggest problem is it's boring to me. But what it seems like Nick Spencer is more concerned with throwing out, you know, old school C grade villains and actually telling a decent story. The whole thing that everything we're doing with the doppelganger of Spider Man. Everything seems really forced to get to that single conclusion that he needs. Like this with us with uh, Spider-Man without responsibility. Uncle who? I'm like, yeah. you really had to go that far where his only bit of, you know, like a uh, mental, like, you know, forgetfulness kind of thing is that it, he can't remember. Uncle ben. You could have just had the whole thing where spite, like Peter had the morality and this Spider-Man didn't take in the responsibility. Yeah. You don't have to make him start having these uncle Ben who oh, all you had to do. All you had to do was have him say, you know, remember what uncle Ben always said. <laughs> I don't care about what Uncle Ben said, and yeah. then go off. That's all that you need. That plays much better. Yeah, it, it ends um, up being like the oh my god, that's why he doesn't have the responsibility. All because it's of not that. bad enough that we have this weird split where you know Spider-Man got all the good stuff and Peter got just the responsibility. He got nothing. Yeah. Now we have to add these little bits more to it to make it like it's more convenient, but it it just makes it worse for some reason. This whole writing style, like he like I want to have this, I want to have this. Oh wait, that doesn't work unless I have this. And instead of going back and rewriting, I'll just say it later. Well, on. But what's weird to me with that included is the fact that I'm not getting anything that's really bad with Peter except that he doesn't have powers. We thought that yeah. at one point he was even going to be dumb, but no, he, doesn't he doesn't seem – you don't play that off in this tire. though. <laughs> yeah, but a tire. He even says though, well, you know, it kind of is. I never really drove that much and I had an auto car. He never had a flat before. I know yeah. people right now in this house that don't know how to change a tire. One yeah. may be talking Put right your now. Hand out, Jim. Might be talking <laughs> right now. No, I, I know how to change I, a I'm tire. Just saying, like, even even the way the book starts where we continue teasing this obviously Craven uh dude is hunting him through the woods. Um, but, but it's, it's being played off in a very Bendis like tease where we're getting the, one page each issue when we already know yeah. what the reveal is well, hitting it. I, th- I think it's going to be a, a twist and it's going to drive us nuts it because it's just going to be something that's a joke. It's going to be another one of these D list characters that we're going to be like, oh, really? And it's, he is, it seems like he is more concerned about, I- I'm telling you, this goes in the point where, and again, I can't really say, too much because I don't know tons of Spider-Man we lore. We have Robot Man. We have Luger but, uh, and the Tricep. I'm saying though, it's starting to remind after. me. It's yeah. starting to remind me of oh, yeah, Brian yeah. Michael Bendis, where he seems yeah. to want to convince everybody how much he knows because of these villains. And I don't, I don't really care because you know what I want—a story. Like Eric said, stop with your nonsense of name-dropping villains and get a story. Tell us something. Because you have the the twist that the, it is the Freaky Friday, but I'm not getting enough of that. Yeah, Spider-Man's going around, and, and you know he has to try Sentinel. He's wrecking house and all. But Peter, to me, seems more sad and and overly helpful than dumb. Yeah, yeah. you can't here's change my, a tire. Here's, here's really, all, my my other main crux with this issue here is is that two things really. The first time Peter mentions like his feelings about all this, it's jealousy. And yeah, it's, yeah. then it's because Spider-Man is more popular than ever. He's sitting courtside. He's, he's becoming yeah, a celebrity yeah. when he is literally wrecking the entire city. So I don't understand how yeah, an issue yeah, why would they playing off that? the Avengers and everybody hating Spider-Man because he's, he's just co- coercing or conversating with Kingpin. Yeah. And then now he's literally destroying everything. But – He's more popular than ever three issues later. Uh, yeah. like, 
I don't understand. He's got so many different side plots and subplots going since issue one throughout the series. And, and, and all, all we're getting yeah. is tri-sentinel nonsense. And a <laughs> I guess all I want to see more is a tri-sentinel nonsense with the Spider-Man yeah. spray paint on his face. Cause I yeah. love that. Yeah, that, that's, that's pretty the, cool. That's the best uh, visual. Uh, but that's really that's all favorite, yeah. also gives him to draw. We got Spider-Man Uber later on that's yeah, played yeah. for a joke when he meets up with Peter. And that's when Peter finally, like, you know, I think only says how he feels to make Spider-Man feel guilty, not really stating or not really feeling that way as, as an individual, too. That's also, you know, kind of my other main beef. And, and it all continues to blow up in his face, so we're dragging this out. Yeah. Now, uh, my big thing, my big thing is, uh, and this is kind of a script, Dr. Deal, I'm actually surprised that it isn't Peter that's losing memories like uh, like they have Spider-Man, because to me it would mean a lot more if Peter actually forgot who Uncle Ben was and then starts forgetting maybe who he is and then isn't there to try to get Spider-Man back to do it. But, but the whole deal of it's just cut and dry. He doesn't remember Uncle Ben, so that means he's bad. It just comes off really – and, and uh, like I said, when you have Peter, you have a lot of opportunities. He's there with Aunt May. There are you know, all these – and I didn't think of him as coming off as dumb. Yeah, he doesn't know how to change a tire, but he explains why. He actually okay, explains no, he, he, why. It's not that he's dumb. He's just a normal person. He doesn't have the super intelligence that he once had. Yeah, so but he, I don't – how nothing do you get about that? Him what that happens, makes him but what happens that you think that he doesn't have that? What what does yeah, he, he do? Was able or say? to remember the stuff in the last issue? Yeah, but I'm yeah, saying in like this the issue, tools. there's nothing though. There in this issue, that See, stops. He's yeah. just walking around. There that's, is not that's one just point. Me filling in a blank of like I assumed he knew how to fix a tire before. But, and but this continue is that forgot, because you'd get the up. idea that he's going to get dumber and dumber, and yeah. all he does is go around and helps people, and yeah. you know, but puts what's money the grade against Spider Man is just his memory, like, or did he never remember? Because that because then we get to the I part where the lab rats die. They die, and and they're supposed to you know lead to we're supposed to obviously assume dun, dun, dun. these yeah. two are which, headed for death. Which, I can't um, believe that well, happened. We spelled that out last issue that that was going to happen we knew that yeah. but yeah we don't know they just said that they ended up dying because it just degraded and it happened quick now i do Separation wish anxiety yeah i do wish that i could go and buy those little blankets that they put over the mice i thought that was very cute they put the <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life where they, these little mice die and they put little blankets over them I really, yeah. you need well, the, the, the listen, death scene there. Aren't even everywhere, you seriously. know, they just look like they died of just natural causes. Yeah, and it's seriously, not a gruesome death. they're going to pick You're them right. up by I, their I gotta tail. I got to get in the tiny blanket and mouse candle business. Yeah, mouse candle. <laughs> the, the idea that they don't pick them up by their tails and throw them right in the, I, I want one of those trash cans that you have to you hit with your foot so it swings <laughs> open right in there. Out. A, a candlelight vigil for these two mice? Ridiculous. I, I, I hope somebody can explain the end to me with Robot Master because I have no idea well, what happens well, here. At, at what, all of this, though, it does set up the idea that we said that it was going to be that Peter's going to have to, you know, use his non-intelligence, whatever, to go get Spider-Man after he finds this out because they are both going to die. Uh, and obviously, Spider-Man's a real jerk and he's not going to listen he ends up webbing peter against the wall and that that actually is a funny moment to me yeah, where he's like bad. boy that never you know this doesn't really happen to me but i kind of know what goes on now i'm gonna have about an hour to sit here i can catch up on some podcasts i don't know how he's gonna do that he doesn't have his arms free but that's fine and uh he's like yeah i gotta pee but yeah and then you get robot man robot master and again i i want Mendelstrom. more I want more of Peter and Spider-Man. This is what you have set 
up this whole deal? Why is he stretching this out? Now Mendelstrom is our big one. He's the yeah. man behind the Tri-Sentinel. And for some reason, this whole thing where he's upset that Spider-Man has taken over his Tri-Sentinel, like he needs to have something. It's like, it seems like we're almost going back to when that uh, Inferno event, when Nana Steer, the demon, like what we had Mysterio in that first issue where he's going around making deals, trying to make these villains better than themselves. Yeah, yeah. Is, is and, that who you, I thought it was kind of that weird looking dude from the end of the first issue at Mysterio that was maybe talking to him, but we haven't, he, he hasn't popped up since issue one, so we don't know who that was or what he's yeah. capable of no. or if he can even do this, you know, talk just randomly to somebody. Yeah. And then it just ends with a whole bunch of Tri Sentinels coming out, I yeah, guess. And, and, yeah, and with that, you did have the whole idea through this where you have Strom just sitting there. And he's reminding us that he knows his history. Oh, I'm the one who made the Goblin Saber. I should be the Goblin King. Yes, now I'm the Roman Strom. And I'm like, okay, yeah. That's I'm like, okay. I don't. I I don't even need that. And yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you not knowing anything about Mendelstrom and the connection to the Green Goblin. That does nothing for you for this story. You don't need to have this for this. Like you know, Mendelstrom in the darkness, pondering himself what he's going to do next by remembering, man. Man, things are supposed to be better now that Norman Osborn's not here, but they're not. And I'm like, this yeah. is nothing for new readers. No, no. So it, it's tough. And, yeah, I, I think that Brandon is on it, though I think I'd like it more than him. But he's just – you can tell him you're sick of it talking down yeah. to you. This whole, this whole thing, I think that he thinks that we all have been separated and we're the dumb Peter Parker because <laughs> there's just not a lot of story going on. And I'm just, kind of dumb Peter eh, Parker. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you are. But, uh, yeah, anything else, Brandon, you want to end yeah. this and tell – no, like, like I have Nick Spencer rants. I don't know if they're they're safe for this type of <laughs> podcast. I just really yeah. think like people really broke his brain after Secret Empire ended. Like he just kind of went into a hole and hasn't written a great story s- since yeah. then or even before then v- very much. Like people celebrate his uh, superior foes run and it's not bad, but it's not like one of the best comics ever made like you hear on the Internet sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. uh you know, I gave this a three point five. I like Ooh, the art. Wait. I don't. I don't like the story at all. I'm not. I'm not enjoying anything. There's interesting things that have occurred in some of the previous issues we're not addressing or even dealing with that I, I'm more interested in than what's being told to me over two issues. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, so, I was bored. That's my biggest problem, and I yeah. was bored because really I want to know more about Spider-Man and and Peter. And, and like you said, at points he's he's riding this crazy tri-sentinel through town, just wrecking house. Peter says you have wrecked six buildings six in the past couple of days, yeah, six problem, bro. <laughs> and yet it's still hanging out at, at the Knicks games, and still yeah. get who is going to Nobody sponsor cares. him for this when he is just destroying things? And he said. He tries to, you know, say, hey, listen, you know, hey, they're going to clean it up. That's how they get jobs. What do you get? It almost becomes yeah, like a political a, thing. A one-page debate about damage control. Yeah, like damage anyone control. cares about damage yeah. control. And, uh, well, damage control comes in. What, you, you want them to lose jobs? Do you, Peter? I don't endorse that message. I just, it's nonsense. It really is. And it just, the things that I was interested in uh, are not in this issue. And you start adding. And this is one of those where we talk about all the time where you have a story going and then you, why keep adding layers on top of things when you haven't explained what your main story was? And that's what it seems. And the things added on. Uh, you know, Robot Master. I really, whatever. So I, I'm just giving it a straight up five. 
Uh, the art's okay. There are parts where it's really good, parts when it's, you know, just there or whatever. But I, I need to know more about what's going on with Peter and Spider-Man. I just think that by the end, he's just going to trick Spider-Man into, you know, going back into the lab and they're just going to go back. You know, the big thing is when they say, luckily, we never got to human experiments. Ooh! And he's like, yeah, <laughs> lucky. But yeah, I just, whatever. It's just not that great. But uh, what do you give it, Eric? I'm giving this issue a 5.5 out of 10. The thing that I liked the most about this was the art, but uh, the story, I was bored at times, and when I wasn't bored, I was just angry at how forced the nature of everything had to be to be such a simple thing, where this is a Spider-Man without responsibility, so you need that to be a Spider-Man who doesn't remember Uncle Ben. Just take the morality away. That's all you gotta do. You already talked about splitting them down, etc. He doesn't, you don't have to take the memories away. And actually, take the morality (laughs) away, it hits harder. If he yeah, actually yeah. remembers Ben and says, and you know, care, oh, yeah. that old guy, yeah. I wish he died and earlier. I, you know, I'm just, just a real so jerk. I'm so angry that we're dealing with a Spider-Man where nobody – like, Peter will not make him take his mask off. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to see what this looks like. Oh, he's on. dumb, Eric. He, he doesn't know. I'm telling you. Yeah. Why throw that caveat? I'm telling you, he's trying to change a tire, and he's like, oh, I don't remember how to do this, but – you know, I really never did it before. I'm like, there you go. Why, why'd you pull that back? See, why exactly. Aren't we seeing- you keep adding more things. You already have enough there. You yeah. don't have to keep adding stuff. To why why don't you have Why don't you have them there with Aunt May? And Aunt May's like, hey, Peter, you know, can you can you uh, go get that uh, teapot, the tea? And he puts his hand on the burner. Oh my! Like he's a little kid. Nothing. I didn't get anything, and even I said last issue, the only thing that he didn't know is he didn't remember what the tools were and what to grab. I'm not getting this idea. Plus, he had a lot on his mind at that point, but I just, I'm not <laughs> getting this whole deal. I want it to be a progression where Peter realizes that he's got, now, he does realize he has to do something or they're going to die. But I wanted it to be more of a Peter, like, listen, I'm getting dumb. I don't want to be dumb. I'm not enjoying this. But maybe at some point, you also could have had where Peter was just Peter and could have enjoyed himself a little. We never got anything out of this. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? You're never not getting got... any Mary Jane. Usually, usually, usually with these stories, it starts out in the Freaky Friday that when you change, you think everything's the best ever. Oh my God, yeah. you know, hey, this is so easy. I can tell and then the troubles start and then when the troubles start then you know then you have to change back we never got that wasn't enough for you yeah no it wasn't and even then it was just nothing then and he did say well i gotta take i want more of that though that was pushed aside to get robot master and tri sentinels i thought the tri sentinel was a cool thing last issue now it's all become about tri sentinels nonsense but we're gonna go off now to some news with double a ron this is Aaron Anderson with your Marvel's Comics news for the fourth week in August. First up, Jason Barrows is off of Moon Knight at issue 200. Barrows announced on Facebook, I quote, I have a new project at Marvel coming up that I'm not allowed to talk about yet, but it is so exciting. I can't wait to have more details and art for you guys. This goes with my next story, Marvel's November solicits have dropped, and in, news, and in it, Newsarama noticed that three titles are missing in it, Moon Knight, Scarlet Spider, and Century. Soon after this was noticed in the solicitations, Max Bemis, the writer of Moon Knight, said on Twitter that he is making it official his run is coming to an end with issue 200 on October 24th. It will be an oversized anniversary issue, 40 pages for $4.99. It was also noticed in the solicits that this artist, that the artist for Century, Kim Jacinto, is no longer solicited to draw October's fifth issue. Instead, co-artist Joshua Kassara will be drawing the entire issue. 
Marvel has given no reason. And you will be seeing more more of these legacy anniversary issues like the Moon Knight one. The Avengers number 10 issue will get its legacy numbering of 700 and will be 64 pages for 5.99. And as I said last week, Fantastic Four is getting a legacy numbering anniversary issue with a wedding and extra page count. And we will continue to see this for probably like the next six months or so, I'm guessing. It's just going to be at least until C.B. Sabluski gets the Marvel Universe to where he wants it going forward and then boom they will hit us over the head with a big event and i for one have been pretty pleased for with the direction most things have been going so by that time i i I might be okay with a a big event story i say most things because next news story goes thusly tony stark's iron man number four through six have been pushed back several weeks on marvel's release schedule everything is getting pushed back for like two weeks ish kind of deal so no iron man in september but there'll be double shipping in october and then back to monthly in november possibly maybe probably not who knows i mean they they might double ship it out but that's just why do you that why marvel announced the creative team and the debut month for conan the barbarian the writer will be jason aaron and artist will be mahmoud azar with colors by matthew wilson and that will be dropping january 2019 This will be Marvel's first Conan the Barbarian ongoing title in 25 years, and I'm super pumped for this. If you've been following Jason Aaron on his Thor run, you know he's got this character just just stewing and waiting. And on his Twitter feeds, he's showing stacks of Conan the Barbarian comics that he keeps next to him at all times because he loves it so much. So, I mean, he's going to be... He's going to be shooting on all cylinders on this one. Shatterstar number one gets a second artist. It seems that Gerardo Sandoval will be tag-teaming this book with originally announced artist Carlos Villa for the, at least the first two issues. We will find out more. It's only a five-issue run, so I, I, he, they have to be both doing it for all five issues, you, you'd guess, for consistency, but who knows. Someone might get another job and then get switched off, so they're just hedging their bets, I guess. Next for artists announced on books would be uh, The Walking Dead's original artist, Tony Moore, is drawing interiors on November's Thor, issue number 7. He is illustrating a one-off story in Thor's past, and this is Moore's first interior comic art since 2013. Next up, Infinity Wars Infinity Warps is doing some fun character mashups. It has been announced in a press release that goes thusly. What happens when you look into the warp? You find some of the most exciting and unique two-in-one heroes that the Marvel Universe has ever seen. A little scary, a little intriguing, just what are the secrets behind their stories? This November, superstar writers Ryan North from Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Mariko Tamaki from X-23 and She-Hulk, and Jib Zub from Champions, Avengers, No Surrender, bring their game to a whole new level along with the art talents of Nacha Bustos and Francisco Herrera and Ozagur. Yildirim. Jeez, oh, that's a rough one. In Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, number one. How did a covert program of the Green Room create the gamma-powered Green Widow? 
What are the secrets of the siblings, Mr. Invisible and Hot Rocks, the Terrific Two? And can Moon Squirrel and Tipsy Czar save the planet from its most dangerous threat ever? You'll have to pick it up and find out. Don't miss Infinity Wars, Infinity Warps, number one on sale this November in local comic shops. It's uh, issue one of two. So, I mean, this looked pretty pretty cute and pretty fun for kids. And I, I, it's probably right up my alley. They're just mashing up all these characters and coming out and seeing what, seeing what comes out the other side. And it should be fun. It's only two issues, so... I, I say you should probably check it out. Next up, Marvel has announced that Declan Shelby will be replacing Steve McNiven on arts for the return of Wolverine, but only on issues 2 through 4. McNiven will illustrate issues 1 and 5. So, I mean, they they try to give you a more consistent feeling. Uh, I, I don't really know how Declan's art matches up with Steve's. I think uh, Steve might be a more... Uh, finer tuned artist than Declan but I, I'm sure it'll be all buffed out and they uh, also showed off his uh, new outfit that he's got that uh, Wolverine's going to be wearing and not really too pumped on that I mean it's kind of like a, a chef jacket he's wearing everybody kind of said that on Twitter and that's where my mind immediately went because I was a chef for 12 years so yeah, that's kind of a, an Asian-style chef jacket you're wearing. <laughs> but, uh, so, we will see how long that lasts. I don't think it's going to last very long, personally. And uh, finally, tonight, I will leave you on a more positive note. Marvel, throughout this last week, has been posting some teaser images with the tagline, The Best Defense, and a date, December 2018. First was Hulk. Second was Namor, third was Silver Surfer, and fourth was Doctor Strange. All these images were drawn by Ron Garden. And now Marvel has come right out and said it, that the best defense launches in December. And here are the titles and creative teams for each of the five one-shots. Immortal Hulk, the best defense, written by Al Ewing, and art by Simone de Mio. Namor, the best defense, written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Carlos Magano. Doctor Strange, The Best Defense, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Greg Smallwood. Silver Surfer, The Best Defense, written by Jason Latour, and art by Jason Latour. And finally, The Defenders, The Best Defense, written by Al Ewing, and art by Joe Bennett. Marvel also promises more information coming soon, so an expansion of the revival into an ongoing is still a possibility. Let's keep our hopes up, because I love The Defenders. That's pretty much my... My bag when I was growing up, I, I got all the stupid ones, even, even the secret defenders. But uh, yeah, that's it for me, and uh, back to the guys in the studio. All right, we're back, and we're going to have a couple number ones right away here, starting Ooh. with Punisher number one, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Simon Kodransky, Antonio Fabella, and VCs Corey Pettit. I've been looking forward to the series starting, and now I don't want anything to do with it. I actually, as I was reading, I was like, maybe I can convince these guys to never talk about this again. Yeah. I was bored through this most of it. Yeah, and I was confused through all of it. I, I'd like to say it was because I am a Punisher noob, but I think it was because of poor storytelling. It's some of the worst transition of scenes I have to deal with in a long time. 
And yeah, I, I, I know that this, you know, leads out of Secret Empire, all this stuff. Now, I did talk to Double A Run, who you just heard, and I said, did you read Punisher? And he's like, no, no, but I really like uh, Matt Rosenberg's Punisher. I really like the War Machine armor with him in it and stuff. I'm like, yeah. That does read. sound cool. And I'm like, yeah, he doesn't have that anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that probably would have been cool. But this issue is there's action but I can t- barely follow the it. The, act- I- the action you have, you, this is the Punisher, who's a background character. This might as well be called Baron Zemo and the Mandarin. Yeah. Because the whole issue is all about them trying to get the country of Begalia, you know, to be recognized by the UN and the lengths they have to go to get the votes for it. Well, Punisher, we generally jump to scenes of the Punisher just killing folks to stop them. Just following yeah. them, killing feels people. Like he's trying to do a Deathstroke ripoff that's not working right off the bat. Yeah. Almost, yeah. You know? I, I, I didn't like it. I, I actually was bored. And with all the explosions and things going on, but really you go from a chase scene that really didn't hit with me and I couldn't follow it as much. Now, I will admit I've had some books uh, on DC with Simon Kodransky. Uh, me and him do not mesh very well. I'm not a big fan of his art. I never was. And it kind of comes to roost here where there's some things that look okay, but I just had problems following the story. And I, I'd like to think that I've been reading comics, not like Eric, all, most of his life, but <laughs> I've been reading them enough that I can at least follow a story. And it goes from big panels and an explosion to the next bunch of pages with so much reading. And, so and much I know I, I might sound like a dummy, but really, I don't really – I just really wanted some killing. I like the well, killing, and I wanted more. For- for me to check out of comics is, is like when you do start talking about political things and like it's not leaning one way or the other. That's not no. my issue with it. It's just like I don't I real I'm a dummy. I don't understand politics wow. in any way, shape or form. And like overthrowing countries and doing yeah. what you have to to do all that takes me right out of a story. And well, I and you know just, why I really get taken out? Because this is kind of made up. It's not real. So I don't yeah. even have a footing on what's going on. And the whole idea of Zemo, uh, Zemo and the Mandarin trying to get this with, I, I just, I'm not really and not, interested. And not in. only that, but we have Dario Agar in the background who seems to be building something for them in Bagalia. Yeah. Well, uh, like, you know, he's, he's doing something in Bagalia, like he's doing another Roxxon Corporation there. But while he's building something for a planet of theirs in the Staten Island Roxxon building. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're here for at all, Dario Agra. I yeah. have no, can you just turn the monitor or something? Yeah, Do something. I, I'm telling you. I but uh, Eric, tell us about this because I really, I really couldn't. I, I had I so many, I much did. problems. Well, so you're done. We're done. What's your score? <laughs> yeah, and with this though, yeah, yeah just have that, when we, we have this whole thing where the most interesting part is for like I don't know. Like at one point we are at the Roxxon building where we're like, you know, we're moving stuff for Hydra around. I don't know if it's weapons or what. It's or something for Baron Zemo, which the Punisher goes and goes and intercepts yeah, and like seems destroys like a, all a, this convoy. It, it seems like Baron Zemo has this package that he wants the uh, the uh, pro- I think it's Pegasus. It says on the one deal, yes, yeah, Pegasus thing, yeah, yeah, Project Pegasus. So it's something important. But, but yeah, while this is going on, I'm saying that's the whole thing with Roxxon and Dario Agar. But while it's going on, we just keep torturing ambassadors for the UN to get votes that recognize Begalia as a country at this big UN meeting coming up, which thankfully at the end, like, you know, we have this bullet that Frank Castle got. I think that might have been part of the Pegasus deal, which is a magic bullet, which allows him to shoot Mandarin right in the face without him being able to stop it with his magic. And that is the most interesting part of it. We're now yeah, it's World like War Frank. That. Like, you know, Frank has been like, you know, 
like uh, public enemy number one, most wanted, all the stuff. Now it seems that he's like killed somebody in the UN, but he's going to be having the world against him, which is a cool thing. I just hope we can get away from the whole Baron Zemo Mandarin aspect of it because he has a lot to make up for in his mind after Secret Empire. Yeah, which the world's against him anyway. So he is kind of a, you know, uh, you know, the world thinks he's a piece of crap. Now it really does. But yeah, I want more of that, like like you said. And I'm telling you, a lot of people I see, a lot of people like this book. I see a lot of people online liking it. I'm sure that people, there's people listening that are, you know, getting upset at us. I just did not like it. It did not click with me. And this might be one of those where, you know, it's a number one. I I read it. And if I was out buying these, I I know that I wouldn't continue. I wouldn't. I I just would be done. I'd be like, all right, well, it's not for me. And I think that's just at the end. It just isn't for me, though. This is the book, one of them, when we started this this was one i had pegged as being for me well, i really I wanted it to be fun but yeah. that's a big yeah. problem i have with the punisher where i can only take punisher in small doses and like i've never been a guy who's collected the punisher regular i think the most i ever did was you know i got really into garth ennis's welcome back frank arc when uh at that one point when him and steve yeah. were on the book but besides from that it's just it gets really old really quick because you know what's you know what the punisher does he goes around and kills bad guys yeah the i kind of like that yeah. though but well, this uh, is just too much politics book is uh black widow in the bathtub personally yeah. The, yeah. The, the very yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what's that though why is like, that there I don't, I don't know. I and don't with think. with the whole deal, uh, my issue with this She's is like Brandon said, stone, yeah, like Brandon said that uh, it's just too much politics. And when we get to the main politics, it made me kind of laugh because Frank ends up killing, you know, Mandarin, and they're like, okay, I guess that vote's not going to pass. I don't know. I think that this might push that vote a little further. Yeah. That they and would feel bad got, like, then. He's got some alien weaponry halfway through this issue where he's just melting people. I didn't yeah, even know that like, was you know, him seems, shooting the gun half the time. Yeah, it well, seems like Marvel Comics movies, like like a uh, Hydra Tech. Yeah, and and with that, yeah, it does. It actually does. It actually seems very much like uh, the gun that uh, Red Skull even had in, uh, yeah. in Captain America. And, My and other with main this, issue was was like he wasn't he in the semi that blew up. He just walks out of it. Like he just walks out. And semi, then at one point but... he's just standing on a. a, a a van that's riding and they don't know where it is it's just (laughs) to me and again here's the thing maybe this was set up more from before and we're not but it's a number one this is what we're trying to do is jump in at number one cosmic ghost rider yeah if we're missing some stuff and and that's why we're not understanding some of this then you know i can say that we're to blame but i can also say that matthew rosenberg's to blame and also uh, i'll tell you we're not allowed to curse on this this podcast so i gotta keep my you know bite my tongue but if any book I read again that Matthew Rosenberg mentions Chip Zdarsky anymore, I am going to flip my lid. <laughs> I'm going to flip my effing lid. There you go. Uh, me and Brandon had this problem last time uh, when we were reading Multiple Man. And he's meant, yeah. I don't need this. I don't need to be pulled out by you mentioning Zdarsky in every book. Please tell me a story. Tell me something I can understand. Now I'm losing my voice again. Holy moly. It, it just got me angry. You feel and, good? You feel uh, like a big man now? No! I don't. I'm sad <laughs> it's, again. It's just the worst name to throw in there because it's spelled it's so, so weird. It's so, and it, it, it just like, pops unlike out. unlike anything you've ever seen, and you're yeah. just like, why? Why no, again? This is two weeks in a row. Oh, no, they got Sadarsky. Really? Thank God. So stop it. If he's dead. <laughs> 
I, I almost went on Twitter and said, please, stop with your nonsense. I don't need to be pulled out of an issue. Like, thankfully, I got pulled out because I thought that I was in a coma reading this half the time. I was so angry. It, it, it's, this is a book that I really, really wanted to like and, and was looking so much forward to. And I could care less if we talk about it again. So th- this yeah, is what you get, people. This is the real podcast you've been waiting for. <laughs> We're not all the roses and whatever, lucky charms. There you go, Eric. Roses uh, just, and lucky charms. Roses and right. lucky charms. One of my favorite gifts. Go to heck. That's what you get here. That's what you get in this one. But yeah, I, I just at the end, I, it was really disappointing to me. Uh, what would you give it, Brandon? I, I don't even know what I would give it. I guess I would give it. Uh, I feel like I'm giving everything low scores now, but this would be around a four. I found yeah, nothing really with too four. interesting. No, I like like the. Uh, I'm saying like a lot. I like the look of Baron Zemo. But you that like was about, like. yeah, that was the only thing <laughs> Why don't you I marry enjoyed it? in this issue. Him and yeah. Black Widow being naked in the bathroom. I'm telling you, I, didn't even, I, I got to the end. I, I wanted to close this thing so quickly that I didn't even see Black Widow. <laughs> I got and, and done. Is, is Baron Zemo cut in half in that very last I panel? don't know. I don't even know what's going on I there. Is he a know. torso and that's it? I think he's sitting at a so. desk. He's sitting on, I don't know. It looks like he's in the, you know, some magician came. I wish the magician could come and make me like this book. I'm going four out of ten. I just had no fun at all. And I just didn't like it. Uh, the whole politics stuff, uh, just took me out of it. Then I see Zadarsky. Then I'm just bored. And I said to Eric, I messaged him right away. I was struggling to get through this and I couldn't, if, if you really, if you held a gun to my head and said, please explain everything that happened to this issue, I'd be dead. I'd have a bullet in my yeah. head because I, well, I couldn't do it. It's just a weird it. thing because it seems like, you know, Mandarin and Baron Zemo are going off on their own to get their own ambassadors, yeah. ambassadors of the UN to sway their vote boy. And when we start out, the whole thing is, you know, pirates of Bagalia are taking over a British ship. And so we have to get the ambassador of the UN to talk to an ambassador of Bagalia so Baron Zemo can walk in and, hey, can I have your vote or I'm yeah. going to go after your family? And then it goes, goes to the Mandarin who has a bunch. He's killing people. I'm like, how is that going to yeah. get a vote? Like, who's showing up for yeah, that Mandarin's vote Mandarin's there. Like, you got to get a new ripped, ambassador? Yeah, he's ripped, a, he's ripped the German UAHs in half. There's one guy over the shark the tank. A lot of yeah, sharks really. this week in common. Yeah. yeah, yeah. well, there you go. We're but overall, gonna... I, liked, I liked the – I didn't give my score yet. Overall, I oh. liked the art in this book, and I really liked the – you know, we start out, like, really big in my mind by Frank Castle killing the Mandarin right in front of Tony Stark, which I thought was a – it's a really coolest way to start a book, but – I don't know what it's about. Is this the biggest problem? So I have to give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I hate the art. I can't stand this art. It's one of the worst bits of art that I've seen in weeks. I, I can't stand his art. I just don't like his deal every time he was on. He was on a bunch of New 52 books at DC, yeah. and I hated it every single time. I just don't jive with his art, but uh, there you go. But we're going to move on to the next book, another number one. And uh, Brandon, what is it? Yeah, I like this one a lot better, forewarning. Uh, West yeah. Coast Avengers, number one, writer Kelly Thompson, our team Stefano Caselli, and Triona Farrell. Uh, what happens when you gather a group of characters from failed Marvel ongoings and throw them all out to the West Coast of the U.S. for some avenging? Surprisingly, Fine. some sort of strange magic in the hands of Kelly Thompson. Also, Street Sharks Reborn. So let's discuss. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. I actually had some I fun. Too. I didn't I love really it. Surprised. I liked it though. I, I liked it. I had a lot of fun with this. And yeah, the, the thing that you said is true. It's funny that they decided to make a book. And I saw people saying right away, throwing shade at it, like, Oh, great. We have a book. 
based on characters that have all failed. And yeah. I still like it. I like it enough, <laughs> though. Uh, at one point, it gets a little too Deadpool 2-esque uh, yeah. when she is, you know, you you have uh, Hawkeye interviewing some people for the team. But uh, I liked it. But I, tell I us about it, Brandon. I, I don't mind that part. The biggest part I have, the biggest problem I have with the book is the reality TV show aspect. Mike, are we going to be dealing with this the entire run so far where we're just going to have, you know, the like the big brother moment where you have to go and have your like, you know, your memoirs or editorials yeah. or whatever. I don't even know what the, the term one is. On they one usually time with the camera I whatever. don't need that because it's I used so to annoying. like that in the real world. They they go and yeah. they t- that's when you talk real. That's when things get real. When you, you're talking in the room. I knew what reality TV show was yeah, though, when it was yeah. fresh, new. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it that much because it, here it's kind of used to have them separate to talk about each other and kind of do some things with that. I don't know how long it's going to continue or that if it might get old. Uh, but it's kind of a narration device uh, with that. But the book, I mean, you start off with Land Shark, so you, you gotta uh, think that there's fun to be had. And what I do like about it is going into this, especially I think of. Eric uh, a lot, oh. uh, but he doesn't know a lot of things about America Chavez and, and you know, even, even Gwen Pohl, Kate, like all of these where they, they spell out the powers. That's really all you need in, in an issue yeah. one. You want to know the team and you want to know their powers. And I'll tell you, I only read one issue, the first issue of America, and I really didn't like it. And a lot of people didn't, uh, but – I think that she's really good in a team setting yeah, right she's here. A cool I mean, I think that maybe she's, she's right. yeah, I think that she's played really good here, and I think that she will do better in a team. Now, will this book last fifty issues? I doubt it, but yeah. it, just, it's kind of fun. Like the, it's the, I'm telling you, this whole reality TV show. I just think back. Isn't this how Civil War started with the new warriors getting killed on reality TV show? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't need another one of that with kids yeah. now. I, yeah, I, just, I think, just think, yeah. This is too lighthearted. It's not going to enter that territory. But And it, they're it, using it as a way to fund them. It, it's kind yeah. of a That's funny thing. That's what New Warriors was doing. Yeah, but they, they need money. And, and also, I have to admit that with us going through all these books and things like that, and even going as far as the movies, I like seeing, you know, Clint. I, I don't get a lot of Clint Hawkeye, and he's here, so I like it. I like seeing yeah. him, and I think that it's pretty cool. But uh, tell it's us about it, It's such a weird Brandon. idea to have two Hawkeyes, though, yeah. on a team. Well, you think he's going to be a character that remains? Like, right no, now, I he think is that like a, a sideline kind of character where he will show up every now and again for the team. But just having him and the other Hawkeye we have here on the team together, I'm like, why? It's kind of I, a I joke, though. it's going to be funny for a little bit, but yeah. it's – it's, it's kind of what's been going on you, now, you so Chris, this is you what you Chris get. Barton and a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of, they kind of even, you know, reference it as a joke. Like you're still here. Like, yeah, I don't think he's going to stick around too long, but we'll, we'll see. It, it starts off with him, and you're introduced to the new guy right away, sneaking around in the background as you telling the story of. Do you remember, yeah, yeah, do you remember Generation X in the 90s? Because this is the character Mondo's powers. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What, 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 who's Fuse? Give me Mondo. I like, yeah, too, I that his name's Fuse, and that name, long for that name world, doesn't even match. Yeah. It, like, he should be Toucher. I, I thought it made no sense either, but... Uh, <laughs> Toucher! You, you don't want to be right Toucher, with though. Some, with some fun with, the I don't know, Kate Bishop riding on land sharks through the city... Uh, she's trying to put a stop to the event. She's shooting them with these arrows that you cover them in putty and slow them down. Yeah. Hawkeye gets dragged into the battle by America Chavez, and you're getting the little word bubbles as everyone jumps into the frames, joining yep. the battle. Yeah, uh, introducing Which I appreciate because I don't know any of these yeah. characters yeah. except for like Hawkeye, regular, you know, regular Hawkeye. I'm going to call Fuse Toucher. And then Toucher. they each get a... <laughs> 
They each I, get a couple panels. Yes. Uh, uh, Fuse is ridiculous. Fuse might be my least favorite character. He's ridiculous. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea Cape, like he's just Kate Bishop's boyfriend randomly. He's got too many things in his face to be dating Kate Bishop, I think. But, uh, yeah, yeah. uh, anyway, it, we're just, we eventually put a stop to the land sharks. Like she leads them back into the water. And then, and then it was, it's played for laughs again where they're like, yeah. oh, now she's in the water with a ton of sharks. America, get her out of there. I like that part. And she that does. Funny. And yeah. It's, it's funny though, too, because we only like, you know, we have superheroing going on. We're saving the West Coast here. And we just put the land sharks back in the water and we call it a day. But then when we go back to, you know, Hawkeye investigations where we talk about for, you know, you know somebody made them and they're going to be coming back. Like, well, why don't we continue dealing with that now instead of going and get pizza? Yeah, I guess you got to eat at some point, and they don't have a team. They don't have money. They don't 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 have a a whole squad, really. Hawkeye's not supposed to be sticking around forever. So he kind of gives her the advice, you know, know, finish assembling uh, a team if you're going to be out out here, and she puts together a flyer. And we here's the part where I think we spend a little too much time on the joke of her interviewing people. Yeah, it's very Deadpool 2-esque. Yeah, yeah, bread. Yeah, the guy Wolverman. who's a Wolverman. Yeah, Diva, Wolverine. which is actually oh, a really good yeah. Diva is a pretty cool name. But yeah, and you have Spider King, one of Eric's favorites. Uh, and I did like the Dutch oven. That's one I That's have actually the been Aladdin. the Dutch oven the at one point. Aladdin. Yeah, and you, yeah, really, it's Batman. You have uh, Doctor Mole, the Scorp. You have Kate's friends. Yeah, Silver Snowboarder, which is they are funny. Each one is yeah. funny though. The Dutch oven is my favorite. He has that blanket there. He's ready You're to gross. give anybody a Dutch oven. I gave my son one of those earlier today. So there, <laughs> I was a superhero myself today. Uh, but. It's funny, too, because then Gwenpool shows up, and Gwenpool yeah, just shows to Gwenpool. up to say, like, hey, I'm heading out of here, and Kate's like, oh, you're in. She's like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, th- this is a cool scene, too. If you read any Gwenpool, oh, yeah. I'm sure I'm one this of three is, yeah. people that has. They they yeah, had a few issues together, yep, so they, they have did. a little history, and they oh, and this is the best. time together. Brandon had me read a bunch of Gwenpool, so later when they mention MODOK, I am in the know. I'm yep. like, I know what's going on here. I'm so excited. What about because, uh, Rodok? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it, it, Hilarious. But yeah, uh, with that, they're still trying to go. And it's funny, too, because they're really the, – one of the other jokes is Kate is kind of the one – you know, hey, what's your powers? Well, she doesn't have powers either, really. I, I You know, so that's kind of the joke here. Uh, but then Kid Omega shows up. Kid Omega. And he is Everybody a, loves uh, him. Do you yeah, like him, I hate Eric? Him so much. I hate him. I, hate I, him. I, I, I can't stand him either. Away. I don't Here's understand how anybody likes the, this The character. weird thing about like him is – everybody in this book except for him. Aren't, aren't you – I mean, to me, you're supposed to hate him. That's what's set up. I mean, wh- how would everybody love him? You're supposed to hate the guy. He Even his his crew that ends yeah, up being the reality crew, hate. they hate him. And but he is he's you know he's a nuke he he he's a powerful character so they have to take him like he says and he knows that uh but yeah and also has the financial backing so they go that and and some of the humor in this uh right when this happens right when Kid Omega joins is that him and Gwenpool do not get along yeah, at one rush. point at one point you see them in the back fighting and Gwenpool just this. pulls I out this huge nuke this I like the huge nuke gun that he just explodes you know and they're there. And yeah, and then you have the towel. But yeah, they are against each other uh, with all this going on. But then they get word that there is trouble uh, back at the ocean. They go Something back. To take care of. 
Yeah, and Tigra. Yeah, Tigra is there, and she is all you know. What she's a strange way out. to start an issue. You know, yeah. you have one of the founding members of the West Coast Avengers becoming a giant and just being a giant kite. I'm sorry, we have a lot of giants lately. Yeah, you really, do. What was that other thing you said we had? A lot of sharks this week. We also have a lot of giants. Yeah, a lot this of week. giants, but yeah, Tigra's a, a big giant, and with this, Clint has to he tries to go up and talk to her and see if she's like, hey, let's not do anything. Kid Omega's like, you know, I can kind of wipe her mind. I, I can make yeah, her pass more out. Giant Tiger, yeah. giant and I like the way that it was spelled out. I like the way Kelly Thompson thinks this through of if she ends up now, it, it's cool because she's in the ocean. So if she does get knocked out, depending on how she falls, she's not going to hurt anybody, but they do spell it. You knock her out. She's going to drown down. because who's going to pick her up? I mean, if she not falls really. in, they're not going to be able to pick her up. So they say, no, no, don't do that yet. Let's see if she's still got something in there, if I can get a hold of her. You, you, and he goes up. You think she was in New York before this and she was helping fighting up the Celestials, but she was she always out of been. panel? No, she was late. got a hold of her, if not. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> and, and now she's mad. But yeah, uh, Clint goes up and says, hey, hey, baby cakes. Hey, honey. And he's like, oh, no. And she is not there. And as this is going on, like we said, you have Mentally. these reality moment things going on. So you have like, yeah, that was a bad plan. You have Kid Omega because he's going to be kind of the guy who's going to have to take care of this, it seems. But while this is going on, you get more of America's powers, which is pretty cool, though. It, it kind of was a little wonky how she, you know, goes with this boat that goes. But as this is going on, they're trying to figure out what to do. Clint gets tossed aside. He lands when uh, you have Kate hit him with the, uh, you know, the marshmallow arrow, that the glop, yeah. the glop yeah. that ends up he lands. And then in comes, again, I am sure that people hated this. I loved it. Brodock <laughs> shows up. And the best thing of it is when Brodock first shows up, uh, I'm looking at his character. I'm like, his head is weird. His head yeah. is yeah. His head and that and it even says at the end. I ended was up Brodock. staring at this for so long trying and to figure out what was such wrong a with the Oh my god! He's isn't a it giant the best head. thing? It's the best thing because it's not too much. It's almost no. like he ended up. They drew it and then. It got the head and enlarged it by about 7% just so it doesn't fit. And it's I'm like, just smaller than a bobblehead. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's just a little bit smarter. Now, when he grabs Kate, because Kate gets thrown, his head is a little bigger. But I'm like, since when is Shawn Michaels the Heartbreak Kid in any book? Because I'm like, here he is. Sweet chin music is coming, and it's coming soon. Uh, but it is funny because he ends up grabbing Kate, who's been tossed. And he ends up kissing her, and he just yells, "I'm bro, bro, I'm Brodock, bio robotic organism designed overwhelmingly for kissing." And then he just says, "And Brodock will save you all." And he goes, and I'm like, "I, I know." And then you have Gwenpool. What? I, I, I think, what the? Yeah, she's all like, "I, I think the, this, I think Brodock is more the sexy sax man from Lost Boys." He might be that. I just want him to yeah. be Shawn Michaels, but. Uh, I, th- I love him. I think that that's hilarious at the yeah. end. And oh, you no, do- Doc is the next issue. Yeah, yeah. I, I really think that this book, uh, it, it's fun. Obviously, we're, we're saying that. Yeah. I do think that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to throw shade at this book and never give it a chance. Very much like Gwenpool, where Brandon told me you should read Gwenpool, and I read it, and I really liked everything that I read from it. It was fun. You had some characters in there, like Modoc, just out of nowhere. He was there as her boss and things like that. 
And I think that there's going to be people because they have already written it off because, oh, look at this. It has America Chavez and it. it has, you know, Gwenpool and they're going to write of it America off. America Chavez, can she open, you know, teleportation yeah. tubes that Those aren't yeah. star shaped? Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah that's, that's her, her power. power. No, it yeah, just seems odd star-shaped. to be star shaped. You know, yeah, I that's what she like, is. Oh, America. America. I got star shaped stuff. Yeah. You're trying a little bit too hard here, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no, that's America. what her power is. She does that. But yeah, I, I think that a lot of people, and, uh, you know, there are a segment of the population uh, that are against uh, America just because of who Why? she is and, and that yeah. stuff. And it's a real shame. She seemed great right here. Yeah, it's yeah, a real shame. Fine. And I think she's that really she really plays off that. And uh, yeah, I think that she's written very well here and she's part of a team and it fits and I like her. So there you go. I know again, we, 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 uh, you know, yell about Punisher and now we like this. And I'm sure there's going to be people who'll never listen to us again yeah, because of that. But <laughs> this is the thing is we, we don't fake the funk. We're going to talk about what we like. So what do you, what do you give it? Brandon. I actually really enjoyed this issue, even a little more talking about it, even even though there were some parts I thought went on a little too long, like the jokes lingered just a bit yeah. too long. I still enjoyed pretty much the story being told and, and the over the top nature of it just kind of suits the characters. And I had a lot of fun with it overall. The art suits the story as well. Uh, I, I'm going to give it an eight. I really had fun. Uh, that, that's where I'm at, and I, I, I'm, I'm confident in that answer. I'm actually going with a seven. I really liked it. Uh, I just – it's a setup issue, obviously. They're getting a team together. I did think that that whole deal of, you know, getting this, you know, the the applicants, it was a little overdone. I've seen this. Like I said, it's very Deadpool 2-esque, but I also saw it in books, uh, you know, like a Harley. We, we get this all the time. So I think it was a little bit too much, maybe uh, – a page and a half too much you could have had a couple and just one panel each yeah uh so uh, you know as it ends like when it's ending that's kind of what they do i would have been better with just that and it's one of those things it is a setup to learn the characters but i liked what i saw i liked enjoying it and i had some fun with it i got some laughs so yeah seven out of ten but it's a it's a positive seven i'm looking forward to the next issue what about you yeah, I'm giving it a positive 7 out of 10 as well. I do look forward to the next issue. It's just, you know, jumping into this, I got Oof. all the characters and what they do, which I appreciate because I don't know the majority of them. I haven't read uh, any of them besides, you know, regular Clint Barton Hawkeye. And uh, just going forward, you know, things didn't – like all the jokes didn't hit as hard as they could have. They maybe went on a little bit too long or they're just, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit too old. I don't know. Maybe but you are. Most, maybe I am. But <laughs> for the most part, I had, I had fun with this issue and I look forward to see what's come next. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, see, we like something this week, but I think we'll all agree that the next one's pretty good too. Uh, what is it, Brandon? Yeah, we got Venom number five by Donny Cates, our team of Ryan Stegman, JP Mayer, and Frank Martin, uh, who I have no idea how they keep doing what they're doing on every issue every month. Yeah, it looks but, good. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it doesn't like ever dip really. Um, no. so I, I'm always look forward to opening this book. Since the fresh start relaunch, Venom has been quite the roller coaster ride of emotions for me, initially catching me off guard by distancing the symbiote from his Spider-Man origins. However, as Donny Cates tends to do, he unleashes his fury on a comic book by providing answers and reveals about each and every issue, something a lot of other cohorts in the industry should take a uh, hint from. So with that said, let's dive right into the latest issue of Venom and see what kind of sense is slapped into us this week, uh, forever doubting the man. So he's got bat wings now, huh? 
He's got wings. <laughs> yeah, he's got the wings. Uh, I've been the least positive uh, of this, uh, you know, this series. I've kind of gotten away from it a little, uh, even with me being not as positive. Uh, I still do like it. It just, I said, the one issue where we got the, you know, the, the origins of the heavy the, null origin. Yeah, yeah. And, and with yeah. that, it just wasn't for me. I, I don't really have much. My venom, you know, deal is from this and going forward. So seeing an origin of something that people have been dealing with all these years, that's going to hit harder than it would for me. Uh, I do, again, I think that I'll probably be the least positive for this issue. I still really liked it. It's one of my favorites. It's probably going to be my book of the week uh, because it just looks, I could just look at this. I, I, I you never hear and me I say do. that a lot. You never hear me say that I could just sit there and not even read it and look through a deal. This is one of those books I could. And really, this is where I love the combo. It's not just the art itself. It's actually the art. And if people would notice, some of these people would notice, like, uh, you know, McGinnis, who does the Avengers and things like that. You can have some of the best art. You don't have to get so fancy with your panels. You, you have yeah. standard panels to tell a story. And within those panels, you know, kick butt on the art. This is right. something that can be done. And so it ends up not hindering the story. And also, I, I really think there's some times, like in the Avengers and some other books, where it almost seems like it's a battle between the writer and the artist, that they're battling to see who could be, who could rule supreme in the issue. This is one of those books that really, it hits so good because it seems that Stegman and Cates, they are right together. They are yeah. telling the story together. Like they're almost, in the same room when they're yeah, doing this. I mean, almost. yeah. And it, it's like they are in – everybody is on the same page. They are going to give you what's going on. The art – even Donnie Cates, and it may be even that, where he lets the art tell some of the story as well. And the art really to me in this is like the exclamation point of what's going on because as me being the negative guy here – there's not a lot that happens in this issue. It, no. it, it really is a quick when issue. I, when I was writing my review, I was like, at the end of the second yes. paragraph, I'm like, that's about the end of the story. And, and, but right there. I, we're talking uh, about we this. Got wings, we got connection to the light, and now yeah. connection to no, and now we're going to get the backstory yes. of Rex the symbiote. There you go, <laughs> and, and and then we're going to combine. There, you know, we're going to transform Eric. It's a double change. Our forces combine. Yeah. We're so take on while and, I'm doing this. This is part of this about the whole idea of Grendel here, because we're told in the last issue we have Noel and he has the Grendel symbiote, which is his kind of like, you know, avatar for the time being. And once he gets the rest of Grendel, Grendel will go and release him from his Quintar, right? His cage. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, isn't he already still kind of there? Isn't he the Grendel? Because what is going to happen different when, you know, we go and release Noel from his cage? Because right now he can take the symbiotes and make them lose their connection to the light. So, like, right now... I don't see the purpose of releasing you because you're doing everything you need to anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but think well, he'll even be just a step more powered yeah, up. Yeah, that's what I'm all saying? I think it is. I think it's a power level thing. And then also maybe uh, what we're seeing is if that happens, the power level goes up. And then you can't have any of these symbiotes resist them. And you have this with that where I do like this idea where some of these symbiotes, mainly Rex and uh, and Rex, who we find out is just a symbiote. He's yeah, not he's even Rex anymore. Which is a really symbiote. cool little twist. It is. I like it's awesome. And, and, and it's, it actually it's, made me – because I've been kind of crapping on Rex throughout this series. And it, it – 
quickly turned me yeah. into when he gave me that explanation. I was well, like, and All I, right, I love Brett, the idea. I'm finally on board with yeah, and I love the idea that it isn't just one of those things that is told through narration and things like that. It, we actually see Eddie figuring it out. And, and then yeah. when he does, y- you have that moment of surprise where Eddie's figured out and you're like, oh, my God, now I see what, what he's getting at. Uh, yeah, and in the meantime, because they went to Nolan all this, uh, the symbiote has some crazy powers. And the, he Donnie Cates uses it as a way to let Ryan Stegman just kick total butt with that, that spread page. It's yeah. incredible. It's, it's so awesome. good. Now, the other thing that I saw, and a guy even said on Twitter, and I agree with him, you had Miles in this for no reason. I, I wanted no. more Miles, and he kind of is just like – I mean, really, he's like, okay, I'm going to – yeah, you know what? I don't like dealing with symbiotes and leaves. Yeah. It's a funny moment, but then you're I like, really? Like that. Yeah, but I was like, really, I wanted more with him and actually thought that he might stick around a little in this book with him, but he goes it off. It was Venom chasing him away too a little bit. Like, yeah, like yeah. kind of that moment where you set your dog go and you scream at him because you don't yeah, want yeah. him to come back. I, I know, even, I even like – yeah, yeah, I, I <laughs> no, even like the deal. Yeah, no. I, I even like the part where they are, they are falling. Yeah, they are falling and you have, uh, you know, you have Eddie like, come on, you know, do something here. Make, make a parachute there, Miles and Miles. He can't. can't. He's like, I don't do that. And he's like, why don't you do something? He's like, I don't do that either. It looks like they're going to have real big trouble. And then the wings. And I like, why does nobody know how to do anything? What is it? Well, they don't. You've been for all of it for, for 30 years now. Come on. Yeah, again, I think he's saying he's falling from the, the yeah. He's like, Eddie. Eddie, just let yeah. me do it. Yeah, I'll do it. It's Eddie. Eddie has no idea how to do stuff. So, and, and at that point, he is kind of mostly Eddie. And yeah, you have Venom take over and sprouts wings, and and it's continuing this. I didn't know you can do that. Well, you know, it's kind of a new thing we got that going big on splash here. Splash page, I imagine, where it says "We got you." I imagine him pounding his chest across yeah, to his heart. Yeah, you know what I'm so saying? Good. He's like, "We got you, buddy." Yeah, we got it's so you. good. And and it turns out I can do a lot of stuff. Eddie. I can grow wings. I can absorb yeah. other symbiotes to become stronger. Things are yeah. going to be really different for Venom going forward. Yeah, yeah. So you end up with the idea that he goes and he he realizes that Rex something's wrong. That this kind of whole thing seems like a setup but he finds out that indeed rex is a symbiote that the rex actually died in vietnam he kind of took his I, place i even and, like uh, the explanation right before we get to rex where he talks to a symbiote and he explains how he can fly basically he gives yeah. him the the lowdown like i got these little i got this little boost from null but it gives null the ability to follow us yeah anywhere. they can follow can, him so and, and with this yeah, yeah, it is a big problem. And and with that, you do then end up where they attack Rex and find out that he's a symbiote. And he explains, you know, and Nam and things like that. But he says, I don't want to go to Null. Uh, and and he says everything that was set up, Grendel, and, all this stuff, he had yeah, no idea. He's the missing piece of Grendel yeah, right yeah, now. He's yeah, missing, yeah. what, the arm, Eric, or the yep. leg? Or? I, I don't know what he's missing. I think they're, they're just making up parts of it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that, though, yeah, he ends up saying, like, I didn't try to set you up. Like, I'm trying to, you know, get this. And you know what? Let's just combine. I and think if Rexus shows up, he just gets, a, like, you know, his limbs just get a little bit longer all around. Maybe, yeah. And, and <laughs> with this, they end up combining. They end up shaking hands, combining. And then there's mention of Thor even like oh, if we had Thor this and it's kind of just a setup to go hey and I, just, I think to myself why don't we get Thor yeah, I, was thinking, I actually got excited I was like alright now we're going to get back to this whole deal again you know Thor we and uh, it ends up just like ah, if we can't yes, get Ven- Thor you know, it's Venom problems Venom's going to 
Yeah. Deal with it, I guess. Yeah, and he says, if we can't get Thor, we'll just get something to bring the thunder. And they go into pretty much a weapons cache, just the whole deal where there is just weapons out the wazoo there. So, yeah, we're going to go. And you see the next issue. It just looks like Venom is uh, going to town. Swords and guns. Uh, I, I, and I, I guns. love this because it looks like Agent Venom and it's also like Spawn. For, like, it just makes you yeah. think of Todd McFarlane's original yeah. kind of concept for Venom. And then like how he moved on to do Spawn and Spawn, it, like, you know, looked very similar, but always had like the band of weirds going on yeah. all the different like machine guns like that is such a cool looking cover for next issue yeah and and with this this is where i I can't say that venom is the you know laugh riot fun book but it's fun to me because it's such a good story and it's such a good thing where i read it there's hardly ever a time where i have to be like oh let let me go what was that all about and it's even going out of its way to tell me everything you've ever known is wrong, and I'm not hating the idea of it. No, because yeah, it's explaining it, and it, it seems fresh, and it yeah. seems you know like a cool deal. And and even at the end, like at the end, you see him open up, and, and there's all those guns. I'm like, okay, you know what? Go go to heck, Punisher. I'm gonna get <laughs> even that here. I, oh my god, this is what I want. This is the yeah. cool stuff. And I'll actually be able to tell what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and and that's the big thing like i want to stress that i was reading these books and this week was the toughest for me i don't know about you guys but it was the toughest to get through some of these issues and then this was the last one we were going to talk about it last i had already known the the order because i was going to make it up but this was the last book i read and this actually made me happy to get ready for the podcast then because it was such a quick read but in a quick read that i got a lot of stuff that I liked, uh, you know, I'm still saying there's, it's not a issue that a ton happens, but what happens, I understood. And it means a lot in the series. And I really, and also everything seemed to set up something even more cool. And that's what I mm-hmm. like. I like a book that sets up cool things. Yeah, and that's all, like all cool this. Things. Well, that's all this book does is every issue. It seems to set up something cool. You start off with the wings and things like that. And it looks cool. Miles leaving. I was a little upset, but by the end, you, you get a lot of weapons. And like you said, I don't think he is from looking at solicited. I think, yeah, again, Spider-Man and, and any sort of iteration might show up at any point in this book. But yeah, I think he's gone now from what I saw. Uh, but yeah, I, I'll let Brandon say his score first because he reviewed it on the site what'd you yeah. give it brandon i mean i just really like how donny cates writes pretty much any comic that he's on right now like things yeah. always happen uh you're never bored uh by the no. time you close the issue you're you're just like well that was worth whatever i spent on it no matter what it cost yeah uh, and, and i just get that feeling whenever i pick up venom like i i, I feel like i've kind of um you know after not enjoying the first issue as much as the the ones that came after just really on board with whatever he's doing uh in this title and and you're never almost let down it's explained and you just get a little more to the story every issue and it builds on what's previously been told you it never doesn't mesh where you're like well that doesn't make sense that doesn't make it we never discuss about uh any of that when we talk about this book so i'm giving it an 8.5 definitely i I really loved it the art the story i like where it's going and i'm excited to read the next issue i'm gonna give it an 8.5 as well uh if there was a little more going on i would have went a lot higher it was just a really thin like it it explained things but not a lot happened i guess yeah, and like you said, uh, one of my favorite books right now is Cosmic Ghost Rider. I love that book. It, it makes it makes me smile, and, and that's what his writing doesn't confuse me. I don't feel dumb, and that's a big thing to remember is these are – some of these books are my first you know, 
jumping in point for these characters. Now, I did read a a bunch of Venom beforehand, uh, but still, I don't think it really prepared me for this. And Donny Cates has took, and I am enjoying this without him holding my hand. Uh, And it's, I feel like, like Eric said, he, we're seeing new things. Well, they're not as new to me, but they're cool and they're mentioned as being new. So I'll go and I'm still enjoying it. So this is one of those that I think people are enjoying who are big Venom fans. People are enjoying that are new to Venom. And that's a special thing to be able to do that a lot of these fresh start books, Eric. We're all the same. Oh, you're so fresh start. Uh, Yeah, they they're not really doing it as much. I'm telling you, for most part, uh, with this, I like Venom, and I think that Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark. Where uh, it's funny because a lot of people aren't enjoying that book. That's another one that I really, I really enjoy because of the fact I seem to be, in my mind, on equal footing with everyone else and enjoying it just as much. But yeah, I'll give it an eight five. Uh, Like I said, I would have went higher if something more happened. And but yeah, still positive. What about you? I would have gone higher if we got more out of the story, but I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. I love the art. It's just, it was such a quick read because not a lot happens except for, like I said at the beginning, we grow some wings, we see that Rex is a symbiote, we get together, the end. Eric, yeah. how can you fly unless you grow wings? That's what I say to my kids. I, <laughs> say, kids, Superman. I say, kids, grow wings so you can fly right out of here right now. Please get out of <laughs> they town. Ain't getting out of there. I'm like, listen, I got five kids. Only one is out of the house so far. I need <laughs> the only four one that is gonna more stay. out. I know. I keep yeah. telling them, sprout those wings. I keep you saying. Got, you got to tell the one that moved away to make it look better. Like yeah, you Alex. No, I, I say like, them, like, listen. Zach might get out, but I think Ethan, Rafe, and yeah, Logan Zach's actually right Zach's actually going to be in the Marines, so he's going to be yeah. out. But I say to them, listen, you, you ever hear the, the saying, if you love something, set it free. Listen, take that love part. I'm just setting you free. Just get out of here. I yelled to them, <laughs> but it doesn't work. But how can they go without wings there? Uh, but, yeah, that's it. What is your book of the week, I don't know, Brandon? Shoes. Now, oh, yeah, they need shoes, maybe a, a kite, maybe the hell yeah, a kite there. Uh, oh, what, what do you I, give your book of the week, Brandon? My book of the week's going to nudge out just barely. I'm going to go with Venom 5, just over uh, West Coast Avengers. Yeah, I'm going Venom 5 as well. Uh, but I did like West Coast Avengers, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, what about you, Eric? I'm right there with you. I like West Coast Avengers, but Venom number 5 is the book of the week for me as well. And that is cool. Now, next week, if I remember, Eric, you have the list. You want to tell us the list? You wrote it down. You you want to Next tell what we're going to be talking about? about? Edge of Spider Geddon number two, Extermination number two, Black Panther number three, Sentry number three, and X twenty three number three. Nice. Well, what Those do we threes. say? Yeah, yeah. And then me and Brandon obviously will be doing Sentry by ourselves as a deal, and we'll talk about all those other books. Wink, wink, Eric. Wink, wink. We'll see what you're going to be involved wink. with. But wink, wink, wink. Uh, what do we say at the end? That's all we've got for this episode of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. Until next time, make mine fresh start.